Today is Wednesday, July 13th, and you're listening to the morning announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm Sammy Sage, and this episode is brought to you by Framebridge. Framebridge makes it easier and more affordable than ever to frame your favorite things without ever leaving the house. Start framing today with Framebridge. Today's episode is going to be a full breakdown of yesterday's January 6th committee hearing. The session focused on showing how Trump and his advisors were directing the specific actions and communications of extremist groups before and during the insurrection. First, we're going back to December, like Taylor Swift. It all starts where it actually should have ended, with Trump being told that over 18 federal judges had ruled against his election fraud claims, including ones who he had personally appointed. After the Electoral College voted on December 14th, nearly everyone around Trump had acknowledged that there was no longer any legal path for him to remain in office. In Liz Cheney's words, no rational or sane man in his position could receive the overwhelming evidence of his election loss and behave this way. But as anyone who was called an alarmist in 2015 could have predicted, Trump was not going to accept this loss. Which is why yesterday's hearing spent time dramatically revisiting the key Oval Office meeting, which happened on December 18th, that directly led to the detailed, intentional plan for the insurrection. If you consult your wall of red strings, you'll remember that this December 18th meeting was the infamous midnight shit show, where Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell, Mike Flynn, and the former CEO of Overstock.com, don't ask, he was apparently funding these efforts, showed up at the Oval Office unannounced. They floated various ideas to steal the election, including having the military seize voting machines and appointing Sidney Powell as a special counsel to investigate voter fraud after she had just lost 18 lawsuits about voter fraud. The meeting devolved into a six-hour shouting match between what has in the past been referred to as Team Normal, aka the people who are willing to take the L in the 2020 election, and Trump's gaggle of aspiring fascists. Additional video testimony from Cassidy Hutchinson was also played, which revealed that by this time, Mark Meadows acknowledged that Trump had lost, but was still pursuing constitutional loopholes to help keep him in office. I hope that it was worth the million dollars, Mark. Couldn't you have just resigned and saved all the treasonous tea for a book deal like a normal person? Anyway, after the conclusion of the December 18th Battle for the Soul of Our Nation, which ended after midnight, Rudy himself was personally escorted out of the White House and prevented from returning by Mark Meadows, who was still somehow the lesser of these two evils. There were apparently concerns that Rudy would return to the residence after his night of screaming at Pat Cipollone and Eric Hirschman that they were, quote, pussies who weren't up to the task of keeping Trump in power. So now that it was clear that for Trump and the rest of Team Coup, this was about staying in office, whether he lost or not. This meeting had put a standard military coup out of the question, so they now needed another plan. That's when at 1.42 a.m. that night, Trump tweeted, quote, big protest in D.C. on January 6th. Be there, will be wild. This is how the plan came to be to host a rally on the day of the election certification while pressuring Mike Pence to not certify the election, that they would pretend that this insurrection came about spontaneously after Mike Pence refused to overturn the election. And to add to the proof that this was not really spontaneous, but it had been planned before Trump's speech, the committee showed text messages between numerous MAGA characters, such as the MyPillow guy, rally organizer Ali Alexander, and a right-wing Tommy Lauren cosplayer named Kylie Kremer, where they were talking about the plan to go to the Capitol before the 6th. 
In these text messages, they specifically alluded to going to the ellipse for the speech and then to the Capitol building, even though Trump had not explicitly yet said publicly that there was a plan to go to the Capitol building. The second half of the hearing yesterday involved testimony from two live witnesses who represented the perspective of the average voters and violent extremists that Trump relied upon to make sure he would remain in office. The first was Jason von Tatenhove, a former communications director for the Oath Keepers until 2017, who elaborated on the inner workings and the goals of the group. He said that, quote, they're a violent militia. The best illustration for what the Oath Keepers are happened on January 6th, when we saw the stack military formation going up to the Capitol. He added that, quote, it includes trying to get their way through violence, deceit, the swaying of people who may not know better through propaganda, who get swept up in these moments. And I'll admit I got swept up too. He also said that January 6th could have been the spark that started a civil war and that he fears for the next election cycle. You and me both. The second live witness was a Capitol rioter named Stephen Ayers, who testified about the effect that the lies that the election was stolen, which ultimately led to his participation in the insurrection, had had on his life. He said that he walked to the Capitol because Trump had told them to, and that he left the Capitol when and because Trump tweeted that they should. He said, quote, if he had done that earlier in the day, like 1.30, maybe we wouldn't be in this bad of a situation. After January 6th, Ayers said that he stopped using social media, started doing his own research, the actual kind, not the Facebook kind, and now he is able to see that they were lies. And speaking of social media platforms, yesterday we heard pre-recorded but anonymous testimony from a former Twitter employee who enlightened us that staff were openly discussing the company's role in the violence before January 6th and that they had even considered adding better content moderation after the famous stand back and stand by comment, but that the company ultimately refused to act because they liked the attention that the platform received from Trump's presence. Maybe Elon Musk wasn't such a cultural misfit after all. Liz Cheney ended the day by saying that people need to stop treating Donald Trump like a child and that he is a 76-year-old man who is responsible for his actions. She finished off by dropping a bomb that the committee knows that Donald Trump personally tried to stop a witness from testifying and that it is a person who has not been publicly identified. Any guesses? Aside from the January 6th committee, but still very much on the coup beat, things aren't going well for Trump's enablers either. A federal judge has refused Steve Bannon's request to delay his criminal trial to October for his contempt of Congress charges, even after Bannon argued that it should be delayed because he agreed to testify before the January 6th committee. Oh, so you thought we were just going to hand you an October surprise? I don't think so. And finally, a judge in Georgia has ordered Senator Lindsey Graham to testify in front of a grand jury that is investigating Trump's attempts to overturn the election. Graham, who is not a senator in Georgia, but in South Carolina, was reportedly involved in personally pressuring state officials to re-examine ballots in Georgia to find more votes for Donald Trump. I couldn't help but wonder, how did Lindsey Graham even get these people's phone numbers? Thank you for listening to the morning announcements and thanks again to our partner Framebridge. Instead of the hundreds you'd pay at a framing store, their prices start at $39 and all shipping is free. Get started today, frame your photos, or send someone the perfect gift. Go to framebridge.com and use promo code MORNING to save an additional 15% off your first order. That's framebridge.com promo code MORNING for 15% off. 
Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Batches.